right, everybody, welcome back for another week here in quarantine, seven months with Megasheen. <laughs> I'm Victor. And I'm Nick. And Lord, it's been uh, that gift, or not a gift, but the meme of homegirl from Titanic. <laughs> That's what I feel like with this damn quarantine and this fucking pandemic. I'm, I'm using the meme, the Olivia Pope hostage meme. It's my favorite one to go to because that just makes so much sense. It's just like, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. Even when I'm off work, it doesn't, I'm like, what's the difference? <laughs> I'm like, what's right. the difference? What's the difference? Because it's... I still have to do some work stuff because some people, even though you say you're off, I was off work for a week. Um, and even though you say you're off, folks still want to email you, ask you questions. I'm like, um, I'm counting this day as work. <laughs> I would tell my boss, like, I'm counting last Monday. I was like, that, I worked last Monday. Mm-hmm. I had to literally look up stuff. And I'm like, so, yeah, I mean, here we are, seasons. Mm, we're always hot. And luckily, we don't have any more smoky air, so. That's good. Because it was just looking bleak and freakish. Right. It was looking like one of them them filters from, uh, I don't know, uh, Instagram and Chronicles of Riddick ass. (laughs) It did. (laughs) It did. I felt like, what's next? We got killer bees. No, the bees are dying. We got hornets. Um, Yeah, hornets are worse. Stray dogs. What? What is this? I am legend over there. Well, it's just all the things, and people not. People are not. I mean, sadly, people are not taking it well. I feel like in my complex, people are up all through the night, talking, arguing, drinking. Um, okay, me. <laughs> um, every every dispensary store, it's just there's always a line. You like I said before, you would think it's sprinkles. The way everybody's just in line for this thing, um, it, it's been fascinating to to keep watching. But you know, it's we're getting slowly back, but people are kind of abusing that. Like, still, like certain outside eateries, people are just packing it up. I'm like, is that get the food and go home? It's not that deep. Um, like this, let's be completely honest. This pandemic that we're in, like. COVID is not some kind of, uh, you know, this is not Omega Man type kind of disease. You know, it's not wiping out cities left and right. So it's only a small amount of pressure and already people are acting up. Like what if this was like very deadly? And it just it just goes to show how fragile this system that we or these systems that we have set up, how easily they can crumble like virtually overnight when it comes to something as deadly as diseases and whatnot. Yeah, and I think people are because it they don't think it's deadly enough, that's why they act up. Right. But mm-hmm. I at the same time like I don't Feel like I said, some of y'all 
you can't afford being sick for a long period of time, especially if you're already not working. And so I'm like, y'all just need to take precautions. You know, I watch those rallies. I don't watch Trump's rallies, but you will see all those people there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, y'all not even trying to care about yourselves. And <laughs> it's interesting enough because, you know, they, they say, I think by 2040, it's going to be a highly diverse this country's gonna be where the minorities are whites. I'm like, it's gonna happen before that because if they keep trying to show up, they keep it, killing themselves, basically. Yeah, I think um, someone was saying like, even though we were considered the fastest, I think the whites are considered the fastest. Older white people were the fastest dying from this. I'm like, oh no, but at the same time, like, black folks still don't. You know, like in Florida, they just re- just got rid of all the restrictions. I'm like, okay, black folks, still don't go, still get your stuff from Applebee's and go uh-huh. home. <laughs> you know, I have a friend who does Uber down there and I'm like, he does that part-time. And I'm like, make sure they wear a mask when they up in your car and stuff. I'm like, cause Florida, I, I didn't realize how lost Florida is when it comes to just so many things. You know, we dealt with Florida from 2000, from 2000, or, you know, how tricky it can be. Oh, yeah, I yeah, just, yeah, I just never thought Florida was just would be that place. Because I've been to Florida several times, and I just never got that. From I've that. been to Miami. No, Miami's a... I always felt like Miami was going to almost a different country. Because mm-hmm. you had all of those. You had the Haitian and Dominican, and so many other ethnicities down there it didn't feel like you were in the united states true but the cubans there are very conservative um it says a conservative i don't understand that it's a long history with castro it's a lot of that it's that weird and anybody who's cuban you please call us out but call me out i think it has a lot to do with this whole we got here and we built ourselves Um, Mm -hmm. And it's some of that, um, like we build ourselves. Why can't you? We we had the sugarcane farms. We did all these things. How? And then there was a TV show that kind of talked, like a that was focusing on that. That was on ABC. I mean CBS years ago. I think it was called Sugar or something like that. Where it talked about a little bit of that classism. And I think some of them feel like those of us who are who came here and built up a business. We don't want to, you know, help out the ones who just come here and just want to not aspire to do better. Um, and then you have the whole light, they have a light skin issue too with over there in, in their communities, uh, especially like you think about the telenovelas and everything, but there is a lot of that, which I understand because we had that in our community. We have those. Oh yeah. I mean, we have those who believe like, oh, I built myself up, you know, I don't need affirmative action. I'm like, yeah, affirmative action is probably how you got what you got. But uh-huh. uh, nothing has been kind of clear to me. But when we look at, I look, you know, Kentucky, I think about that man, that black man, that, what's his name? Derek? Dan- Daniel uh, Cameron, the AG. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this, this cone. <laughs> I knew, what was it, last week when I saw reports from uh, Louisville Mm -hmm. that access to downtown was restricted, Um, there was a state state of emergency already in place. I was like, okay, so some bullshit is is finna come out of there. I just knew it. 
And sure enough, this whole shit. And then he was going to say, oh, I know what it is to be like this. And I'm a black man too. Yada, yada, yada. And this, that, the third. And then after he said this, a couple of days later, ballistic reports are not are not in conjunction for what he said. So I'm just like, okay, nigga, so what's the fucking truth? <laughs> and we need to see all that because apparently you couldn't really see everything. And I'm like, okay. Right. And yep. Like, this officer, the one that did get charged, basically got charged for not murdering that Brianna, but shooting up some walls on another neighbor's place. Mm -hmm. It's just... (sighs) It makes me want to say, like, if y'all would just admit what you did was wrong, think about everything we avoid. You avoid paying out millions. You avoid all the protests. You avoid all the madness. I'm like, if a simple thing of I'm guilty or I was wrong could have stopped a lot of these things. I'm always like, we are where we are like this because y'all won't admit there was wrongdoing. I'm like, if you would just admit the wrongdoing, imagine what you actually stop. The Uh fact that Ducky had to pay millions out to um, Brianna's family. I'm like, that's... A part of me would be like, exactly of the state. I'll be like, we are spending all this money because of yo stupid ass. All mm-hmm. y'all, like, I would have been like, no, y'all claim, y'all need to say you guilty because this is too much money we are spending in the state. Right. Up your mess. Like, they spent all of this. What I don't understand is the city, I, I, I'm imagining the city of Louisville paid. Uh, Brianna Taylor's family this um, amount of money as far as a wrongful death. Okay. So the word wrongful death means that someone was someone was um, oh gosh, what's the word? Responsible for her death. Meaning that she didn't cause self-harm or she didn't her death wasn't by as a result of anything that she did by herself. Mm-hmm. So somebody needs to take responsibility for that said wrongful death. Like that doesn't make sense if you can have a, a wrongful death suit, but nobody takes responsibility for that wrongful death. You know what I mean? It just, it's just the loopholes and the, it's, uh, it's too much. It's too fucking much. Yeah. So yeah, it was just just to know that I mean I, I wasn't surprised, um, but it was just like I I was like what so it's so it was more about the neighbors. I'm like, but y'all you just don't want to even and then to know that I was trying to make some some type of deal to where they was going to blame Brianna anyway, or she was going to still be considered uh, the problem. I'm like I don't understand. So I'm just like this has to. I mean, he doesn't get out of office until like 2023 or 24. Um, oh. And I hope that they have a new person, you know, they get, they get rid of McConnell to where they have a new per have Amy, they have, what's his name, Brashear, and they also have somebody else because Cameron, and then one thing I want to say to him is, if I could, is that he has to remember that this will be his legacy. This will carry on through his kids 
And I feel like they need to think about the fact that, yeah, they'll have mixed race kids, but they'll be moving, they'll be in a new phase where it will be more mixed, you know, kids or more of a, um, uh, a diverse back, you know, diverse communities coming right. in, in these next couple of decades. They will have to live with that. That will be something that will be a part of his legacy. And I'm always thinking, like, when, when y'all think about y'all legacies, do y'all think about how history retreats you? Because you, you already, we have internet to a place where everything's easy accessible. What do you think it's going to be in 20 years? Uh-huh. And so I always think about, like, you know, Republicans and all these people, like, think about y'all legacies. Think about what you're going to, you know, what's going to be left for your family to have to prepare because of your selfishness. So I'm just like, and again, I'll always say, I wouldn't, if I was a Republican, I would not die on the cross for Donald Trump. That is not the person I'm gonna put everything on the line for. I'll be like, let, uh-huh. be like, look, let him burn. I ain't got, that's not gonna be on me. Um, so I don't know. We have what, 45 days? We got less than that. Oh Lord. The, um, the first uh, debate is Tuesday, the 29th. I am, I'm going to watch it because it's going to be just everything in a way of who knows. Because I know people talk about, you know, Biden having gaffes, and I don't really care about that. I love that his wife today on the news was like, y'all can't even bring that up in the midst of Donald Trump. And I was like, you're right. She's like, it, you're, you're absolutely right. And I'm glad that she shut uh, Jake uh, Trapper from CNN down. But he's like, yeah. you know what? What after all the bullshit that Trump has said, don't worry about husband says. You need to worry about what what he's saying over there because he's not. Uh, my husband's not president right now. Yeah, and I was talking to somebody. I was like, you have to understand. Gap. I said, if you are, I can't. I mean, I'm nowhere near that. But speaking in public when you're hosting meetings, because I host a lot of meetings or whatever, you can't do that straight through without messing up. I'm sorry. I have done presentations. You can't do all that stuff straight through. There's going to be gas. I don't know where people have gotten to a place where they, I feel like sometimes people really judge people so much. And I'm like, what are y'all, are y'all perfect? Like, y'all don't make any mistakes? Y'all don't have, because uh-huh. you see a lot on Twitter, they just kind of get to a point where it's like, I can't believe they, they did this 12 years ago. I'm like, y'all, two months ago, y'all were out here doing this, so... 12 years, you grow in 12 years, hopefully. So, yeah, I'm glad she did that. But I'm like, you know, if you ever watched him in debates, he was good. Biden is very good in debates. I think what would be funny if he just breaks out and just be like, you know what? (laughs) I'm going to cuss your ass out on national television. I would not back away. I I know that. Well, I've read uh, reports and whatnot that the reason why Biden has been like not on the campaign trail is because he's prepping for this debate, which, I mean, is there a lot to prep for once when your opponent is who it is, number one? Number two, I mean, why would you be on a campaign trail when it's a fucking uh, pandemic? Yeah. So there's that. And three... A lot of people are saying he doesn't have to be he doesn't have to do too much to win anyway. Like the bar is low as far as winning this first debate. Yeah. I think what he needs we, to do is just remind us like just, you know, call him a liar and call and use everything he's 
you there's uh, so much ammo. The fact that we now know that he knew about the virus and he knew about all this stuff. I think that's all he really Biden needs to do is just focus on that. Call him a liar. Get on the military stuff. Um, just kind of stay on that because Trump won't have a straight answer. That's the, that's, that's going to be the thing. He will not have a straight answer. So whoever's going to moderate it, I hope they just be like, I hope they'd be rude. I think it's I think it's that other Chris or that Chris guy. Wallace. Chris Wallace was good when he did interview him because he was like hold him accountable. I was like I want Chris to do that. Hold them both accountable. Let's be honest, yeah. Hold them both accountable. Um, and you know you can call Biden out on some of his decisions and things, and I and I will and I'm fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. You can't be a career politician and not have had things you might want to take back or regret or whatever. That's but, what I think about right now. Like, in a perfect world, these politicians would always act in our best interest. They would always do right by us. And I think some liberals, especially these, I guess, progressives, think that you have to have a perfect candidate and these are the things that they have to do. And if they don't do them, then they're a terrible person and they have to go away. Sometimes that you have, you, what well, we have to work with the system that we have to work with. Mm -hmm. If it's not, if we're not going to burn it down and start all over, like, honestly, we should, that's what I think. Mm -hmm. But if we're not going to do that, then what else are we going to do? You know, everybody was saying, oh, they don't like this candidate. They don't like this candidate. They don't like this one. Or they're not going to vote. Or they're not going to do all this. Okay, then what are we, what are we going to do? We can't, short of wiping everybody out and starting over, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know, I'm, all, I'm always down for a revolution. <laughs> I'm, I'm always down for a uh, taking these people in the street and doing a French style revolution. But I'm, I'm, I'm fine with a revolution, but I'm also that I'm a Gen Xer to where it's like, but I need details. I need to know like, we have an exit plan. What is it? And mm -hmm. how it's going to work for us. I think my struggle with progressives and I have, and I'm very vocal about that. So people already know it, but my struggle with progressives is the lack of, nuance in a lot of ways but also it feels like they don't realize that things take there are steps to take you have to you need to vote to get the people who are halfway there so you can get them to get where we need to be it's almost like you buy a furniture right you may you want to get something you gotta get a couch first but you have to slowly build up what you want in that space to make it feel like it's yours it has to start somewhere. If you don't vote or vote for people who can't do a goddamn thing mm -hmm. at all, Green Party, then you're not really trying to make the changes. The changes mean making these tough decisions to be like, okay, I'm going to vote for Biden. He's not who I want, but he can get it started. He can get a pop into where we can get there. But we got to get in there first. You're not going to, not voting means you're not going to even be, you're going to be standing on the other side of the corner. You're not even going to be inside the house. You're not even going to be at the entrance. So I'm like, let's, let's try to get on the, let's get to the door. 
<laughs> his boat to get to the door uh -huh. and then continue gradually into the house and then putting things in place. And I feel like that's what I struggle with progressives because if you look at this past um, presidential candidate pool or you look at the whole progress of getting where we are right now, it, it was just relentless. Um, um, Rose Twitter is the socialist-ish, and I struggle with them a lot because they, they never seem to have anything realistic. It's like they're still stuck on the whole, you know, free healthcare, free college. I'm like, okay, but that's not every, like, healthcare, yes, that is a huge thing. Free college is not for everybody because I can tell you as a person working in education, not everybody needs to be in college. Um, not everybody's ready for college. Uh -huh. That is a given. I can't tell you how many students had to leave because of mental health or just so many other things that had nothing to do with money. Um, but just realizing they wasn't ready for college yet. They needed some, they needed to spend a couple of years in community college or get themselves together first. Um, so I always feel like that we, we have to be realistic about what we're fighting for. And we also have to be realistic progressives. I'm sorry, but you have to remember that a lot of your platform was based off white ideas. We wasn't really even included in a lot of that until late. And for us to be so like, we gotta be progressive with black people, like, yes, but we have to remember that we're still playing on a white man's board. That was never set for us. And it was very obvious when we were looking at uh, Bernie and all them, it was very white, very white. And I, I think we need, to, we need to own that and we need to define what is progressive actions for black people or people of color in general. We need to know what that is first. And then once we get that platform together, then we can get into it. But I just feel like that we need to define what that means for us, uh, make sure we're included. Because, you know, it's sad when we're, they're about to ride or die for these two older white people <laughs> and not realize that these people just now discover what issues affect us like recently. You know, I'm like, they, they wasn't like, they wasn't always aware of that, you know, Bernie at one point thought that all black men were in drug dealers at some point, and Elizabeth Warren was a damn progressive for 40 years. I mean, uh, Republican for 40 years. So I, I couldn't just throw my hat into the ring for those two. I'm like, and then Elizabeth Warren thinking she was Native American did not, <laughs> did not help. I would still, if she was I mean, once we had like this big ass field of uh, Democratic presidential nominees, her, Harris, and Castro were like my top three. Mm. And I mean, granted, I'm, I'm tired of voting for a white guy, yeah. a straight white guy. Um, but I mean, I don't want to say it is what it is, but what Democrats don't do that Republicans always do, they will talk about each other like a dog, mm -hmm. but when it is time to get in line, all of them hoes get in line. I mean, you see it with uh, the Trump's Supreme Court nominee and them wanting to do the uh, hearings about her, the nomination hearings. Like they want to get it done now. And it's just, we do all this, oh, this tap dancing, this, 
oh, we're going to do this, do that, but we never do it, or we just throw our hands up and say, oh, we can't do anything. Like, we have to, Democrats have to understand that the rules that they used to play with are no longer in game right now. They're playing a game that Republicans always cheat or at. And then they wonder why, oh, well, will that happen? It's it's just so infuriating to see them just almost lie down and take it and then have this self-fulfilling prophecy of what shit goes bad, it goes bad. Yeah. They they have to get better with, they do have to get better with how, I want them to, they have to attack dirty, have to go as dirty as they are. Um, Right. This whole, oh, when they go low, when we, uh, we go high when they go low. I'm sorry, that does not work right now. Yeah. As much as I love the Obamas, that shit is out the door. We have got to pull out all the tricks, all the, all the games to stop what they're trying to do. Yeah. Because if we don't, uh, hell, the week after the election, they're supposed to be ha- having ACA hearings. Mm-hmm. You know abortion is on the table. Mm-hmm. Gay marriage is on the table. Because especially you white motherfuckers, you white, gay white motherfuckers, you like, as to, after you got your marriage, oh, you were done. You know, you motherfuckers were on your own. Uh, civil rights is on the table. We've already seen them stack the uh, circuit courts with mm-hmm. lifetime uh, benches. Mm-hmm. So I, there is so much at play, and I don't think people understand the severity of the situation when it came, comes to the situation that we're in. I, I think now people, because I, I, I will say that I think people voted for Trump because they didn't think he was going to win, and they Wanted, I guess some people wanted to see what would happen. I, I hope now that more people are like, no, we can't do this mm-hmm. um, and go for Biden. I, I know Biden has a lot more white folks than Hillary did, which is a lot of it had to do with sexism with her. I mean, that's just reality. But mm-hmm. I, I do hope that progressives, you can't sit home, y'all. You can't do that again. What y'all did was trifling anyway voting for like a Jill Stein and all these other crackpots, y'all can't sit on the side because y'all don't, to me, you don't have a voice when you don't vote. You don't have that voice to be talking about anything because you didn't try to make the changes. Um, And for black men who are out here asking about what they gonna do for us, talking about Biden Harris, I'm like, what alternative do we have? What are you talking about? Ice Cube kind of hurt my feelings because I had a crush on him. To hear him talk about what they're going to do for us, we have a plan for Black people. I'm like, where was this plan a long time ago? What was all, why all of a sudden you got a plan for Black folks, but you ain't really talking about what Trump is doing. And realizing that he don't have a plan for us, if anything, they coming for us. And I'm like, y'all get out of Y'all see the jig. Y'all see the jig. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't people have laid it out so black and white, the hypocrisy, the lies, the the con that this man has done. And I'm like, it's for this election to be this close anyway, it's still, 
baffling. I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. you motherfuckers just love white privilege and you like white supremacy so goddamn much. Yes. And also, but again, also on the side of the progressives, everything else, stop this bullshit about he needs Biden's or my vote. I'm like, no one at this point, I wish I had that luxury of saying, you need to earn my vote. Like, as right. if we have a better alternative. I'm like, there's been some, and there's some people that, you know, I consider friends who keep saying it. I'm like, that is very white of you. That is a very privileged thing of you to say. Um, to say something like that. To say, like, they need, he needs to earn it. I'm like, no, he doesn't need to do, no. You need to just get, we need to get on this boat so we can figure out what we're going to do after that. I mean, uh-huh. but this whole... He still needs to earn my vote. That no, that that's that's very privileged. It's too much at stake. Yeah, I don't know where people think this is a game. I'm like, we're this is too much at stake. Um, we 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 can't do this. Don't I mean you can pull that stunt two years ago, but right now that's not the place. So y'all make sure that y'all take care of all your voting stuff. Uh, I'm voting in person because my place is just literally across the street. So I can just walk right over there and vote. But y'all, or I can do it at work because we had it last time at, well, we did the uh, 18, or whatever we just did recently. The midterms? Yeah, the midterms. I was able to do it right at work. It was right down the one of the buildings. So whatever y'all need to do, do it. Um, some good news was a lot of the early voting happened. A lot of people were there. Um, and it seems like a lot of them were voting for Biden um, to do it early. So that's a good I'm thing. still waiting for my uh, my absentee ballot because I'm not going in person. If <laughs> going in person is my last option. Yeah. Um, if I go, I mean, I'm because it's a church that's across the street. I'll probably go early that morning just to get it out of the way. Um, but yeah, we got to do it. Got to get this. Got to get some changes. We got to make stuff happen. I want to get back to the time where, and maybe, not to keep going too far with this. Maybe because I somebody was saying like you don't understand what the Gen Zs are going through, and I, I actually agree because I remember when I was their age when I was young, that was Clinton era. So we didn't know hard times because we wasn't in a war. We were in a surplus of money and funding. Everybody can afford to go to college. You know, I was growing up at that time um, where all that stuff was plentiful. So, no, I, d- I luckily did not grow up after 9-11 in deficit, these wars. Uh-huh. So I get it. I get where they're coming from. Uh, but in order to get to a stage where we can enjoy how it was, when, and the Clinton era wasn't all that, but still, in order to get there, we have to get some people up in there. Even Obama's eight years was really good, if you think about it. Um, But sadly, the reason why we're in this is because people hated Obama so much. And when you stop and think about like why we're in this state, we are in this state because we were in a good place as a country and they couldn't take it, it was coming from a black man. Uh They had a nigga up there, they had that nigga family in that house that them niggas built and they couldn't take it. This is what we got. So yeah, white supremacy is a beast, and we need to kill it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Child, this has been well, well, political. Been, yeah, our political thirty minutes. Well, let's get into 
Well, we got on the tea table. That was, I guess, that was on the tea table too. So. Well, we had to get that shit out of our chest. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about some fun stuff. So, within the time we've been gone, um, we did have another versus, and it was yes. actually Patti LaBelle and Gladys Knight. Our legends. Very legends, and I loved when they was they thank the gays. Um, <laughs> Which is, you know, that's the truth. Because I'll, we, gays keep them alive. You know, like, I think about, I've seen Paola Bell four times. Ain't nobody there but us. Black, white, all different backgrounds. Women are there, of course, but gay men feel the first four, row, four, four rows. Everywhere I go, every time I've seen them. And Gladys, Gladys stays booked and is always the gays. The gays always there. Um, and you think about it, they, they bring in the white gays, the black gays, um, any multicultural gays, they bring them all to the show. So right. you know, I love that when they think the gays, because it's like, yeah, and if y'all um, look at any history with them, like there's a, back when AIDS was blowing up, Taylor Bell was in like in a lot of these ads uh, uh-huh. um, where she was out there telling people to like, you know, be careful and everything else. And I think because um, people who worked close with LaBelle at the time and then with her were a lot of gays. So I think yeah. she was very aware of that. I'm glad it's the same way. Um, and then um, I, ha- I have a book, um, Sylvester's Life Story, where I didn't realize that he was so influenced by Patti LaBelle. Um, that was somebody, he wanted to be Patti LaBelle, according to what Martha Watts said. <laughs> he wanted to be Patti LaBelle and always looked up to her, um, which he did record, um, You Are My Friend. He actually did that. Um, I think he did like one of his live um, CDs. So if y'all never heard it, you should listen to it. It's very, it's very good. Um, but when he was dying, there is a picture of Patty. Patty was actually in the room, in the bed with him. And you know, at the time, I didn't know how all that stuff was, you know, happening. But to see her, like, I'm going to sit right next to him. That was like a mm. nice picture because, you know, everybody was like scared to even be touching people. Right. And there she was sitting right there on the bed with him. Um, but just to know, you know, to see that, that was a, that was that was good. Just to see how much history they have with the gays. Just a history in itself, like musical history. Mm-hmm. Like um, to take a line from uh, "Got to Be Real," you know, <laughs> Gladys, Patty, Dion, Aretha, they were seeing at a time when Black Lives Matter even less. Mm-hmm. You know, getting into these spaces where they was being called a nigga right up to their fucking faces. You know, it's just, we owe them so much. And not only that, like, Patty and Gladys still outsing some of these hoes today. Mm-hmm. I don't think people understand how much they take care of their voices. Mm-hmm. Like, Patty was still, was hitting notes she was hitting back in uh, when she was uh, singing I Think About You. So it's just like the artistry, the musicality, the talent that
that both of them have. Mm. It was just, it was, I enjoyed it. Yeah, and there were songs I didn't even know by Gladys. I I had to go and like get on Spotify and be like, let me look up these songs and add these songs because I I love the Claudine soundtrack. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's a very good, if y'all have not heard the soundtrack, that is, the movie's cute. Soundtrack is really good. Um, and that was back when soundtracks meant something. You think about when Aretha did Sparkle and all that. When soundtracks were like top of the line. I don't know what soundtracks wow. are now, but back then, back then, that was top stuff. But to, I'm glad Patty, not Patty, I'm glad that Gladys play, uh, played um, License to Kill. Because I keep oh, forgetting yeah. how good that song is. Yeah, because um, we always think of uh, Shirley Bassey yeah. as the, the, Dom of James Bond theme songs, but you know, uh, Gladys had one. Didn't Tina Turner have one? Yeah, she had Goldeneye. Yeah, um, I like it. Uh, Cheryl Crow had one. She did Tomorrow Never Dies. Mm-hmm. Madonna did A Die Another Day, which I thought was terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it was just on me. It did not. <laughs> it was just. Girl, if you don't sit your white ass down somewhere. <laughs> but no, it was good to hear all the songs, to, to see the sisterhood between them. And that's mm-hmm. why I was saying, HBO, y'all need to bring back Sisters in the Name of Love. Because I used to watch that. I remember I was feeling gay watching that, just watching Patty perform. Um, I've grown to really appreciate Dionne Ward. Because, you know, Dionne was always in the 80s, she was always around. All of them were. They were everywhere right. back then, you know. Dion was hosting Solid Gold. Uh, you saw um, Gladys was either on the Jeffersons, then later on the uh, Different World, and then she also was playing uh, what's his name, Jamie Foxx's mama on the Jamie Foxx. She played uh, she played um, Overton's mom in Living Single. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. So yeah, she we had a couple they, of. Uh... They were always around. Um, Patty was Patty was doing uh, McDonald's commercials that y'all can't look up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember so, seeing them. <laughs> but they're so gay and I love them so much. Um, I and people them. need to stop sleeping on Dion. Like, yeah, I had Dion had, like, before she kind of lost her voice because, you know, all of the Newports and Virginia Slims, yeah. uh, she had, you know, Don't, Don't Make Me Over, uh, Do You Know the Way to San Jose. She did the theme song from Valley of the Dolls. She had... She had a good ass lane and she got a lot of recognition and awards for, you know, her talent. So everybody's like, oh, Deanna's washed up, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, so where's your records and awards? And yeah, because y'all go back to the, I can't think of the people she was working with at the time. Was it like those of your house? I can't, whoever they were. It was particular people she was working with. And that one man that did all the big ballads and stuff. Oh, um, oh God, this is gonna kill me. Uh, didn't he do Wives and Lovers? I think so. I know it was was it Bert Mac Baccarath? Well, I know he made he was one. So it was so it was some people. <laughs> that shows how much I know. But um, she did a lot of the songs. There are classics, or if you if you listen to a lot of that, like I listen to some of that, it's like it's very soothing and very, you know, whimsical type of stuff that we don't really get anymore. So yeah, don't sleep on Dion because Dion has some great songs. I will always love Heartbreaker. You can't say 
um, anything about that song. Was it Heartbreaker? That, um, I'll Never Love This Way Again. All mm-hmm. that, she did some songs. Um, Gladys did some songs. Patty, I have LaBelle playlist and I have a Patty playlist. And I, if y'all have never heard LaBelle, and that's when they went from Patty LaBelle and Blue and the Blue Notes, no, the Blue Bells, to LaBelle because that's a history. They need to do a big movie about that because if y'all didn't, <laughs> there used to be Patty LaBelle and the Blue Bells. Uh-huh. And when um, Florence died from the Supremes. Um, what's her name? Cindy Bird song became a new Supreme. And I think she didn't tell Patty that she was leaving. And that began that whole weird rift between Diana Ross and Patty LaBelle because they already had it because it was back then they talked about all these forms at the, at the Apollo. And they used to steal outfits from each other or looks or styling from each other. Uh-huh. Uh, but when I think uh, Patty says that uh, when Sid was uh, Cindy was like, I'm going to be a new Supreme, it broke her heart because they were sisters. All of them right. were together. Apollo loved them a lot. They were always at the Apollo. And she went over and she joined the Supreme. So I, it's really interesting. That, that's such a big history back then. Uh-huh. Um, but if y'all never heard the Bluebells, listen to that because they did some great songs and patty was <laughs> patty was always to stand out and um but it was so their songs were cute so i don't know if you right. ever heard of the bluebells but it was very cute doo-wop-ish it worked um i think one of the best ones when her when they joined with um oh okay it was this white woman i can't remember her name no lyra nora something they joined this white woman they did some classic stuff and it was just perfect there's a song called it's gonna take a miracle um, they redid it, but it's so great. Didn't uh, uh, Denise Williams do it? Uh, a remake of that song in the eighties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Denise Williams too. Don't sleep on her because if y'all need to go back and listen to some classic Denise. I was saying. Um, so if they did, if Anita Baker did mm-hmm. a versus, who would mm-hmm. she go up against? Because I was thinking Regina Bell. Yeah. I was gonna say Phyllis Hyman, but you know, she's passed away. Um, Angela Washburn, uh, Mickey Howard, or or I don't know who. Angela Wimbush is still performing and still out there. Mm -hmm. But I think she wouldn't. Would she be an Anita Baker, or would she be more? You still got uh, what's her name, Angela Bofield. Yeah, her. Or, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, who did, uh, oh, God, what's this? Runaway Love. Who did that? Oh, yeah, I know you're talking about. Um, she's still alive. Yeah, she did. Um, hell, she did uh, Louisville's Pride a couple of years ago. Really? It was her, Martha Wash, and I think somebody else. Uh, Lolita Hathaway, I think. Oh, I was like, "Ooh, I wanted to be there." Um, Lolita is is straight up. I always say that you you can tell gay men love dramatic singers because Lolita Holloway, Hathaway, Holloway, is very dramatic. And I think I, I think when I met my first partner, he was like, "I knew you were gay because the fact that when I first heard this woman sing, I was like, yeah, yeah.'" 
I didn't know. I, she did that uh, Love Sensation, right? Yeah. And then she was on, um, what's his name's, uh, Light My Fire, Dan Hartman's. Yeah. Lord, we are, getting, <laughs> we are going through it. <laughs> I, will, I will say my friends clown the hell out of me because she did a version of Like a Prayer. that I, I, don't, I only like that version. I don't like the song, but when I heard Aletha do it, I was like, well, this is the version I like. Uh-huh. And I first heard it when they was used to do those biographies or whatever they used to do on MTV when they used to take like an artist and go through their entire life. Uh, like behind the music or something like, something that. like that? And um, they used that for Faith Evans. They used that for hers. And I was like, I need to know who sung that song. Mm-hmm. Found out. And I was like, well, that's the only version I like. But anyway. Versus, Lord. Uh, it was <laughs> I love. They was giving you words. Um, Glass was telling everybody, y'all need to get it together. But it reminded us of how things were back then. It was like, they wasn't trying to come, it was competition, but they all loved each other, looked after each other, uh, uh-huh. been ups and downs, but you know, they still here, they still look great. You know, <laughs> Glass in her pantsuit. She stay in a pantsuit. Yeah, Patty doing, you know, auntie dances and stuff like that. Y'all, oh, you know, that's Patty though. Patty. That's that's Patty's dancing, and that's how I'm gonna accept it. But I feel like that too. I'm like, you know, we get to a point where you have to dance like Patty too. But um, it was great to see them, um, just to celebrate each other. Patty had her. If you're not familiar with Patty's stage, because somebody kept saying, "Why she got these suitcases and shoes up there?" I'm like, "That's that's see, rare. that's how I know you're young." Number one, <laughs> true. I'm like, you never been to a concert because Patty always has that on the stage. Uh-huh. It's, it's always a go-to. She kicks off her shoes. It was funny watching Twitter, like, why is she kicking off her shoes? I'm like, y'all. Just young asses. I was like, y'all get on YouTube and just Google all of her performances. Because I have, you know, I go down spirals of her performances between her, Tina Turner. Um, sometimes I look at Madonna stuff, but looking at mostly those two, uh-huh. they, they have Donna Ross too. It's fun just to go down those trails. So, watch Patty. Patty will. Patty have been singing. Um, somebody asked, "Why did she always sing um, over the rainbow?" I'm like, she was singing that back in the '60s. That's that's not new. That's what they used to. Right. Sing. She was singing it with um, uh, the Bluebells. Yeah. It's like that's something they used to bring down the house with it. That was our, that was why people know. That's why that song is very popular with her. That's why if y'all remember the Star Search. That white man, Sam Harris, used to sing that song just like I didn't realize like he was saying like Patty was a big influence to him. And mm-hmm. I never understood that. And I was like, why is he singing it like that when I was younger? And I realized like he sings it just like Patty. Um, that's how he was getting noticed. But he always gave Patty the praise for that. Yeah. You know, he mm. wasn't the average white person to be like, oh, that was me. And he was like, nope, that's what kind of gay would I be if I didn't give her the credit of why I was doing it? And was it J. Marik Rariquez, whatever his name was, from Queer Eye? He was the same way. I didn't know he was a singer, but... Girl, I don't know nothing about no Queer Eye. No, oh, I don't watch first, that shit. The first, group, the first group, it was that the Latin, the Latinx guy who was, uh, I guess he was a stylist. Um, he sung on some show and bought Patti LaBelle out because he was saying that was his big inspiration. I was like, good Lord, Patty LaBelle and Gays. Mm. But yeah, I wonder what the next one will be. Um, I think they should 
go out on a, a good note. Like the, you had these legends and you're not going, like you had Brandy and Monaco, you had Erica and Jill, mm-hmm. you had um, Patty and Gladys, mm-hmm. you had Babyface and uh, Teddy Riley's uh, sound system. <laughs> like you don't have to do any more. Yeah. And folks were saying, okay, granted this is a white a blacks only function, but if they had a, a white versus I would want to see um Steely Dan and maybe the Doobie Brothers mm-hmm. or uh Michael McDonald and um oh God, who did I say? Was it Kitty Loggins? It may be Kenny Loggins. Um or uh, Bonnie Raitt and Cheryl Crow. Yeah, because I, I think they were in the same range. And I'm like, I, you know, I want to make sure Bonnie Raitt's okay, because we haven't heard from Bonnie Raitt in a while. Yeah. Um, but I think she's still doing good, staying unproblematic. Uh, but I would like to see that, because people, I think people slept on Kenny Loggins, because he is a singer. Him... Even maybe Dottie Osmond. And I say it because they both have good voices for white men. I mean, mm-hmm. I've never really heard Dottie Osmond sing. He can sing. He even had blessings from Stevie Wonder. I was, yeah, I think he did like an album of Stevie's songs or something like that. Uh, but people slept on, I like Kenny Loggins because he can sing. I mean, everybody knows him from Footloose, but you know, he had, he did, um, oh gosh, what's that song? Uh, you think that maybe oh, it's so? It? Yeah, this is it with uh, Michael McDonald. Uh, Michael yeah. McDonald sang uh, background vocals. Yeah. He was in a lot of background vocals. I was like, you listen to a lot of those songs back then. He was right there. He was the go-to person. And I don't hate sleeping on Michael McDonald either. I mean, he already has a place to cook out. I mean, he's he's just always been there. <laughs> he so, did uh, uh, On Our Own with Patty, and then he did... Uh, didn't he do something with Aretha? He did um, Ever Changing Times. That he did, I'm gonna be there, or y'all gonna be mm-hmm. there. Y'all gonna be there with, um, uh, yeah, James Ingram. And this uh, Sweet um, Freedom, which is not on Spotify. I was upset, the live version is. I'm like, you don't have, I was like, Spotify, y'all don't have Sweet uh, Freedom on here. I'm like, that's the song. People don't understand. I, I go up for that motherfucker song. That was on the um, the soundtrack to Running Scared with um, uh, what's his name? Gregory Gregory Hines. Yeah, and that song, that song will always put me in a good mood. Like yeah. um, "Sweet Reunion" by Kenny Loggins will always put me in a good mood. They play "Sweet Freedom." Reason why it really really hit because we've had new coaches at CrossFit, and they've been actually the playlists have been so out there all over the damn place one of them had these 80 songs which was funny because he played stirring up and i was like are you i was like sir i was like you are really playing these gay hits uh you playing dead of a lie but he played sweet freedom and i was like he's like some of y'all was perking up i'm like because you play <laughs> I was feeling that. I was like, I'm. I can lift 300 pounds if you play stuff like this all the time. I was feeling it, not today, but mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, y'all don't understand these songs back then. There was just something about them were more uplifting and fun. They put a lot of effort in these in these songs. These people knew how to sing. They knew how to do the instruments. 
Gen Z, mm-hmm. I don't know what y'all, y'all, y'all are being robbed from right. great music. Trust me, you're being robbed. Listen to some of your uncles or your mama's stuff. Figure it out. I was watching, um, somebody did a thread about Vanessa Williams and somebody did a, uh, like they had a, I think she was getting some kind of Lifetime Achievement Award and Peebo Bryson, Deborah Cox and Brian McKnight were singing some of her songs. Mm-hmm. And Peebo Bryson had one of those voices that was just, uh, I wish I could sing like Peebo Bryson. Mm-hmm. Because he could, that motherfucker blows when he sings. Like, if you don't know, you need to know. Yeah. Like him and him and Regina Bell's rendition of A Whole New World is the standard. I don't care what they did in the movie. I don't care what the white folks did. Theirs is the the standard. Those yeah. are the benchmarks. Um, it's just... Oh. yeah. Some of them motherfuckers uh, in the 80s, they motherfuckers was blowing. Yeah, you know, we like James Ingram, he passed. Um, even Freddie Jackson... Mm-hmm. Luther, of course, they were really giving y'all some songs and bells. And they were everywhere. You couldn't turn nowhere without seeing James Ingram in somebody's song. Right. And, um, what's that Morgan. song? Was he was that was that him and, and and Patty Austin would come with come Baby Come With Me? Yeah. Let me put my arms around. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Maurice White uh from and Philip Bailey from Earth Wind and Fire, they had their little solos. And those uh, brothers um, from Louisiana. Uh, what? Uh, um, Neville Brothers. Brothers jo- oh, okay. I thought you were talking about the Brothers Johnson. Well, you can throw them in there, too. I was thinking of Aaron Neville, like when they was doing all those songs with Linda Ronstadt. Like, I was mm-hmm. I was like, I haven't heard this song in a while, but it still sounds great when they were singing it. Oh, I don't know much, but I know I love you. That was the wild song. We'll have to oh, it. I hated that song. Oh, like God, it. I hated I that fucking it. song. No, because... Um, who was that voice? Oh God, who had a, a annoying ass singing voice that just? Oh, I forgot who it was, but it was just like, oh, can you just stop singing, please? Um, I grew into Joe Cocker. I enjoyed Joe, his his voice, but I didn't like um that one white guy. I think he's still alive too. He always sounds like he's hurt when he sings, but um, it always sounds I, like he hurt. Uh, he's what is his name? He and May the Staples had a had a, a thing going. Oh, I can't think of. I can see his face. I can see his face, but I do like Neil Diamond. Not Neil. Well, I like Neil Diamond. I like Neil Young, and I also like um. <laughs> Tom Waits scared me, and I, I think I told that story about I fell asleep with the TV on and I woke up hearing his voice and that freaked me out because he sounds like a demon. <laughs> and he was really singing because if you never heard of him, he sounds like something like <laughs> I was, you know, when you wake up or when you're about to wake up and stuff, the sounds within the house, it's like it, whatever is, is in your dreams or in your head. And I was waking up with his singing voice and I was like, that's not how you should wake up. <laughs> that is not, I'm all scared that somebody's going to get me. Yes, we were that a whole musical thing. Wow. I mean, because you know, people that have a eclectic and I'm just say superior musical taste, <laughs> such as us, mm. you know, we can go down these rabbit holes. 
yes. But yeah, you know, back, I would say the 80s was, the I believe, a very good time for music because everybody, it was about, everybody had to know how to sing and everybody had to play an instrument and everybody was versatile. Because, you know, you think about Hall of Notes, they couldn't just sing. That was the group, Hall of Notes versus yeah. uh, Steely Dan. Steely Dan, Steely Dan has some stuff too. And oh, can't think of his name, Bob Skaggs. Yeah. All these folks, we don't we don't have white men like that no more. We just don't. We don't have no white men. That's true. I I, I still say uh, Steely Dan's Aja that album. That was that's one of the best albums ever made. Cause you had Peg, you had Deacon Blues, you had Black Cow, you had um, oh you had all those like hit after hit after hit. Like you don't get them those those kind of albums from white people anymore. You don't. I think we, I'm gonna post that on Twitter. Like, I'm gonna put that on these faces. Like we don't have white singers like this anymore. You can't don't bring up no Justin, no Thick, no uh-uh. nobody. You can't. There's nobody y'all can bring. I think the only one y'all got left. Some of them they're mostly in country. Garth Brooks is about as good as y'all can get. That's, and that's even suspect. Yeah, You're talking yeah. Garth Brooks or his alter ego, whatever the, <laughs> the fuck that was. I would never forget that. Trying to come out of the closet. But um, yeah, I remember that alter ego. He was say, was did Babyface do his song or something? I think Babyface has something. Babyface did I'm not surprised if he did. Because <laughs> Babyface stayed it's, in somebody's uh him and Diane engineer. Warren. Yeah, him and Diane Warren were that that that's a powerhouse. If if you had I feel like you couldn't have an album unless you had something by Babyface and Diane Warren. If you didn't you didn't have an album. You wasn't at that level if you didn't have something by either of those two. Or both. Mm-hmm. I mean, my favorite Madonna song is Take a Bow, and I know Babyface produced that and he did the background vocals. Yeah. And hell, Diane Warren, everything, everything you like, she has something to do with it somewhere down the road. Mm-hmm. Still just sitting there making money. Her, I'm still mad I never got to see Celine Dion. No, I'm, I'm not going to go down that path, but hopefully she'll come back to Vegas. Hopefully. I just saw the episode on Girlfriends when they went to, they went to-, <laughs> they went to Vegas. And I was like, that would have been me sitting with, with Maya and all of them talking about, ooh, this is the moment we hear it, Celine Dion. But mm-hmm. was she playing at Caesars? Yes. See the house of Diddy, Caesars Palace. <laughs> but they, uh, that buffet, ooh, that buffet was something else. Yes, it is. It costs too much money, but it is worth. It is worth every penny. Yeah. I think it was like seventy bucks per person. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. Oh yeah, yeah. That's something you have to remember. If you, yes, you're paying money for any of these buffets. But if, if you're going to do it, find the buffet. Because mm-hmm. you'll be mad if you spend it forty dollars. Uh, some support, yes. No, you could have went to the Sizzler and got something better. Hell, you could have went to Ruby Tuesdays and got a better. You could have went to that. You, there's that place on the strip where they have all those uh, restaurant or well, the fast food point joints like a Popeyes. Uh, go over there and. I don't know what it is, but that Popeyes would be good, like two, three o'clock in the morning, after you high as hell. <laughs> yeah, you lost was, all your money at the uh, casino. Yeah, you know, when I was there um, during my birthday week, 
uh, we did go to Popeye's and it was after, it was like around 11 something. I was like, this is really hitting the best way possible. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because Popeye's, it was because it was like, you know, the strip is expensive. So you have to, you have to play, you have to be careful with the strip. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always recommend go off, go to Black Bear um, Diner or go out back if you want to keep it simple. <laughs> go off the strip. Don't eat on the strip because they double those prices. But um, yeah, the fast food spots and White Castle. That's where because you constantly it was, it was that burger joint on the strip. I forgot what it was called. Uh, oh, yeah, that was good. It was a, a little pricey. Um, she fuck. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. I don't know. I'm, gonna, I'm tired of eating chicken and stuff. I tried to eat bad last night. I can't do it anymore. Like I can't eat a pint of ice cream. I'll eat like half of it. I try to eat bread and stuff yesterday and fries. I haven't had fries in four months. And I couldn't finish it. I was like, wow. I am oh, I like, what has happened? I was like, I really can't I threw it away. I was like, I can't finish this. I think I've converted. I mean, I'll I only do this like once a week or maybe once every two weeks, I'll go get something bad, but I can't eat real ice cream anymore. I was like, I can't do this. I've eaten mm. so many of the keto ice creams and stuff that I guess, I don't know if my body's used to it now or if, I don't know. And then plus I can't, and plus it's hard for me to like, I, maybe because I'm tricked in my head that, you know, now that, you know, I'm dropping pounds and stuff, you know, can wear mediums sometimes. I'm like, oh, we can't go back. We can't go back to just eating trash. Maybe like once every two weeks. Right. Anyway. Shoot, what else we got to talk? Because we have just, we just this winding ass road. Well, um, we got good news um, from The Rock. Um, the Rock um, announced, or Dwayne Johnson, whatever you want to call him, boo, uh, <laughs> announced, um, you know, Black Adam is still coming and they have a new Hawkman. They, it's, um, Aldous, is his name Aldous? Aldous Hodge? Aldous, yeah. yeah um, he's going to be Hawkman. If you don't know him, he was on Girlfriends. <laughs> he was on He her. was. He was uh, Lynn's uh, stepbrother. Yep. He's Lynn's stepbrother. Um, he was also an Invisible Man, if you saw that movie, which was actually pretty good. Um, he was also on Underground. So yep. he, he has a pretty good, you know, history out there, and he is fine as hell. So I can't wait to see him in that harness. <laughs> uh, and the wings, but he has been cast. Um, basically, he's pretty much going to be Hawkman. So um, The Rock posted on his Instagram um, the interaction because I think The Rock called him directly and told him he had the role. And he said, um, Who's this player? Quit playing on my goddamn phone because <laughs> he didn't believe That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, stop playing on my motherfucking phone. He, was, he didn't believe it was The Rock. He's like, Nope. This is yours and everything else. So I was happy to see that. Yeah. And speaking of other casting news, uh, who, let me pull this back up. Uh, Tinkerbell was casted, and we're getting a, a black Tinkerbell. Um, oh my God. What, why am I blanking out her, on her name? Uh, Yara Shahidi mm-hmm. is set to play Tinkerbell in a live action Peter Pan flick which is you know i'm all for it um 
you know, Tinkerbell, I don't. Well, we don't know. You know, Tinkerbell, that's fine. Well, we, you know, I'm surprised they haven't did a whole, I think they've had, like, she's had her own cartoon. They haven't done a big history about Tinkerbell, but, you know, it's, it's pretty good. I'm going to still always say the go-to Peter Pan movie will always be Hook. Uh-huh. But we'll see. They might, they-, they might do a, a variation like they did of Tinkerbell from uh, Once Upon a Time. Oh, how do they do that? I think she, if I remember it, because it's been a while, it's been years, uh, she was more um, gritty. Hmm. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see that take um, instead of the whole Disney-esque version of her, you know, the whatever the fuck. They've been taking slight risk um, when they have introduced these movies. So we'll see. You know, I was happy to hear that she got that role. You know, I feel like that she's making, she's getting her Disney stuff together as much as possible. So yeah, get that Disney coins. Yes. We didn't mention this, but the Emmys happened. um, Was it last week? Was it? Um, you know, shit's and, running together on me. Yeah, and there was some good things about that because we saw um, uh, we saw Yaya win. Um, the for Watchmen. Was, yeah, for Watchmen, and, and that we saw Zendaya win for Euphoria, which I felt like if she didn't win that, it wouldn't have made sense. But I was happy to see that she won it. That was really great. Regina King won. Um, there was a lot of Watchmen won for good best series. It was just a lot of good things that came out of that. Um, I guess Shit's Creek, uh, Shit's Creek ran uh, the comedy categories. Yeah. And I haven't seen that. People say it's good. Some people say it's not. I know people were pissed because they really wanted Insecure to win. And I was like, you know, I, I see that. And I, and I only have watched Insecure, so I only know that. Um, I might watch Shit's Creek. Um, I don't know. People say it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, Eddie Murphy uh, won for uh, Saturday Night Live. And what else? Um, Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Um, who else? Carrie um, won for something. I forgot what it was. Producing, I think. You know, I Carrie should have won for Scandal, like the first few Mm-hmm. seasons and I'm irritated that they played in her face as far as nominating her all those times and then not giving the award to her so her, she should have won for Little Fires Everywhere but to be honest her or um, what was Reese. that yeah a Reese Witherspoon cause that was that was some drama that was some good ass drama TV right there it was it had me just sitting there upset, mad, had to walk outside a few times. That, and even American Son, I don't know if you saw that. It was a play that she was doing, but they actually put it on Netflix. Um, it's in my, my queue to watch, but I haven't gotten, child, these cues are out of fucking control. Yeah, it's heavy because it, it has something to do with police brutality and her son. Mm-hmm. Um, but she did a good role too. Like I said before, y'all need to leave. I appreciate her her um, upset face because it's real. <laughs> I'm like, I appreciate that. That's real. When you're upset and about to ball out cry, you're not cute. That's true. Uh, what was it they said on Bridesmaids when she was like, 
you're ugly when you cry. And she was smiling. She was happy because she looked like <laughs> She's like, I don't, I don't. But yeah, that's, it's great. It's really great. But that was some good news. If y'all didn't know about, if y'all didn't watch Amy's Way, it was just good to see Black people win. Um, we also got to see um, what Batwoman, the new Batwoman is going to look like. Um, the picture went out. Um, keep in mind, y'all, she does have to wear the wig. The wig is part of the costume. <laughs> One of these days, they're going to get wigs right. Yeah, but they will get, you know. And speaking like, of wigs, they had the audacity to give um, Tyler Perry that Lifetime Achievement Award. I'm like, well, you know what? If y'all going to do that. They did do that, didn't they? Yes, they did. He talked about the quilt that his mother, grandmother used to make. You know that man, he's worked. He's worked. Him and Ryan Murphy, they're both, they're basically twins. They <laughs> worked too. Because Ryan I mean, Murphy is the, is the white Tyler Perry. That's just. That's, at least Ryan Murphy's stuff makes sense in the beginning. At the end, yeah, then it, it crashes does. and burns. It does. Um, <laughs> He's been getting better because I know I watch Rat, Rat, um, Ratchet. 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 You would appreciate the costumes. I don't know if you watched it. I hadn't watched it yet. I, I'm still going through uh, Golden Girls. But yeah, you would those those costumes because it's all fifties and it's that look. It's the big hats and the the tiny waists and a yeah. uh, balloon out to the the skirts. Yeah, the especially Sharon Stone. Her character is rich, so she's wearing mm-hmm. all these these extravagant outfits. So I'm like Nick will love. <laughs> you know, know me. Um, but yeah, you know, jumping back on Batwoman. Um, so she has a look. Um, she's wearing that wig as part of her disguise. I thought it could make it a little bit wavy because it's straight. Um, but you know, I'm looking forward to. I want to see like a trailer or a teaser or something to see her in action. So I, I was happy to see that. Um, people were painting, like, I, they put it like Friday night and all of a sudden everybody was like, woo. So it looked really cute. I, she looks cute. Yeah, I, yeah, that wig needs a little, a little work. Um, it just feels like they just took it out the bag, shook it up and said, here, you're on. <laughs> I'm like, okay, like, this is. I'm interested to see. I need to see. Uh, I was about to say gameplay. I need to see footage and action and all of that stuff yeah. before I can give any kind of opinion. That's true. That's true. In um, other news, um, the craft, the remake is done, finished, and will be out in what a week or two on Amazon Prime Video. I was wasn't expecting this. I wasn't either because it's by Bloomhouse, and you know Bloomhouse has been doing a lot of the horror remakes. They're doing one. They're doing Freaky Friday. Doing a, a version of Freaky Friday, a scary version of that. Uh-huh. Um, and I was like, you know, y'all released um, Fantasy Island <laughs> on the screen. But you gonna put this? So I don't know what to think. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're in a pandemic, and it might be best. I think it is best to like put it out there because. If it's on Amazon Prime, a lot of us have that. We will watch it. We better not have to pay no more than five dollars. And I don't want to pay no more than ten dollars for it. If it's like three ninety or even five ninety nine, I'll pay for it and watch it. Yeah, because Disney was smoking dump crack, uh charging thirty dollars for Mulan. I was like, no, I didn't 
for a limited, like a limited exclusive release that they say, oh, it's just going to be out in December. Then I'll wait till December. (laughs) Right. I'm like, I'm not in a a rush to see this. So Mm. I can hate, I can wait. Yeah, so you know the craft. Like as long as you know, put Amazon Prime. We will watch it if it's even if it's free. Um, I mean, you look at how Netflix make their money. If you put it out on that, that will be just fine. So, mm-hmm. I'm very curious to see what they did. I know as a, as a queer, there's queer, there's Latinx, there's a lot in this version. I think it's a trans character in this one too. Um, so we'll see what's going on with this. Um, there's rumors that some of the original cast are in it. Um, so we'll see because they've been hush about it. I haven't seen any. We haven't seen any, any clips, anything with this. Right. <laughs> so, who knows? I always feel like when you get something that goes straight on these things, it's going to be. It could be either or. And I will say, Amazon Prime Video, your horror movie selection, any horror movie made after 2015 is usually garbage on there. So, because <laughs> I've been hurt by the ones made in the last two years. And I'm just like, what y'all put up there is just, I could have kept all of this. But we'll see what happens with the craft. Um, I wish they can put the original girls on there still. I, I, I miss the original girls. I, I still think that Nancy needs to be redeemed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I can see that. Because, you know, she was already had a trouble. You know, think about it. I always say Nancy represents how queer people will probably use powers. If you've been picked on a lot and you all of a sudden have these powers, you're going to show out. You're going to find right. your bullies, do all types of stuff. Get your man. <laughs> do what you like. Or mans. Yeah, do what you got to do with these powers. So I've always kind of had a hot spot for Nancy. But yeah, um, we're going to see this movie soon. We might even talk about it, uh, but it'll be on there. Um, I'm going to turn this more to you because. This is your world, the PS5. Girl, I did not oh know gosh. how serious this was until I was at CrossFit. And apparently everybody who was there that morning was pissed off. Yes. So the next-gen systems, the PS5 and the uh, Xbox series, I think it's X or whatever, uh, pre-orders started coming out, I'd say to be a few weeks ago. Um, and like it was a a line to just the pre-order. So I think they were came out the twelfth. The PS Five came out the twelfth. And actually, first off, Sony had a um, they had a uh, conference, and they came they came out swinging. You know, a new Final Fantasy game. Uh, Spider-Man with Miles Morales, all of these heavy hitters came out. And then they ended the conference with, oh, here's the price points that everybody was been waiting for, like $4.99 for the regular version and then $3.99 for uh, just a digital version of the system. And I think um, pre-orders went up either the following day or later that day. I can't remember. Um, and it started with Walmart apparently all of the retailers were supposed to hold off until the next day. Walmart said, fuck that. You'll get these pre-orders now and sold out everywhere, like sold out of pre-ordering, which is so weird 
So you couldn't get them in Walmart, Amazon, GameStop, Best Buy. Girl, I was about to say Circuit City, but Circuit City's been <laughs> for forever. Um, <laughs> you couldn't get them anywhere. And like, I even tried to get them and I was, you know, refreshing my uh, browsers. I had four up on my phone. I had four up on my computer. Couldn't get them anywhere. Next week, they were like, okay, so that was our bad. Here's some more pre-orders. Sold out again. So Microsoft had their their little conference and said, oh, we're not going to do like what Sony did. Can't find them anywhere. People were in queues forever trying to get these systems. Still couldn't get them. At first, I was like, okay, I, I really need a system. I already have my money set aside. I was just going to get it and go. And then I was like, okay, you know what? These systems are going to be around. I have more games to play on the current than current gen system. So me trying to finagle and grease up and slip through some hole to get these new systems, it's not necessary and I'm not going to die over it, you know, trying to get these systems. Now, also the reason why these, the reason why there's such a, I guess a, this onslaught of people trying to get the system is because I know for Sony, they try to, um, they're manufacturing or whatever, uh, as far as the, the PlayStation 5s, they severely decrease production. And then when the pandemic hit, you know, all of a sudden, oh my God, what are we going to do about this? We said the system is coming out in the, uh, the holiday of this year and now. Ain't nobody working in the, the factory, so what are we going to do? But like I said, there's going to probably going to be more systems around. You may not get it when you want it, but you'll probably get it in the end, you know. But yeah, it, it's been crazy. I tried to get a, uh, what, a few days ago, they were going to be back in stock. I still didn't get it. And I was like, you know what, let me just stop trying. Because at this point, it ain't going to happen. Yeah, I heard um, my coach got his. This one guy revealed, he said, I just got it just to sell it. And I was like, <laughs> it's like are they going to buy it from you? He was like, do you see what it's going for on eBay right now? And I was like, well, hell, I should have thought about that. Because that's what we do yeah. at Comic-Con. We will buy, you know, because they have a limited edition of something that you buy too. Cause you put one on it. Like, I would never forget that time when I, about something Star Wars or whatever it was. Uh -huh. And I put it on eBay and I had it at this regular price. I literally paid for my entire weekend at Comic-Con from that because it just kept going up. I'm like, y'all, this is crazy. So I get it. People, you know, they make money, you know. Yeah, some people you know, make a lot of money from that. Yeah. So I saw that was happening and I was like, good Lord. And the Miles Morales game looks great. So I understand why everybody was getting all excited about it. Um, mm -hmm. But my God, I haven't seen stuff like this, but I guess they always been this amped. But yeah, it, it, people were upset all day, whether it was in public on Twitter, they were just upset about this piece. <laughs> and people were buying the old, uh, some dude, a couple of people 
had said, oh, yeah, I got my Xbox. It's coming today. And you didn't realize that they bought the current gen system and not the next gen system. So that's why it pays to read. <laughs> if he was got too hyped, they got too excited. Um, but yeah. yeah, I've seen, funny enough, uh, we were talking about Jim earlier. Um, the, one, the, one of the first dolls for the 35th anniversary was the pre-orders were sold out. So that... That's the that's one of the times I actually saw pre-orders were sold out, but yeah, it was sold out for that one, which is why I'm considering getting it if the pre-orders were sold out and my dealer got one. So, yes, y'all, I I do have a doll dealer. <laughs> it sounds dealer. crazy, but this guy there's there's a guy here in Los Angeles that if you want like a, like he had a Nubia doll that I was very tempted to get, but it's five hundred dollars. I already have one. I was gonna get another one. Like he has all these, all these dolls in his big house. Um, you can you can buy it from him. So he's a dealer. He he likes to joke that he's a dealer. So anyway, that that's a, a pre-order that's sold out. So I I guess this stuff happens a lot. Yeah, <laughs> pre-order sell out. Wow. Well, I hope y'all get y'all game. I hope you know it, it'll be up by Christmas or at least Thanksgiving. Like I said, I'm not in a rush. <laughs> to play it. I, I'm going to play it when I play it. And you know, given the situation that I'm in, let, let me worry about something that's more, let me get a job first, yeah. and then I can worry about spending money on discretionary stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's hard to do anything. It's like, I'm not doing it. I feel like I can't do anything until this election's over. <laughs> I need to, right. I, can't, I can't really do a trip. I can't really do big purchase. Um, but I had some come to Jesus moments, like why get another car when I'm almost through paying off this car, just keep it running well, that's it. Because I'm thinking like, you know, I think we're attempted to get a new car these days because nobody's buying cars. So they are really cheap to go up and get, you can literally walk up with a nickel and be like, I want this. <laughs> and they're not going to try to, you know, dangle you with all these, you know, deals or whatever. It's like, well, we got to get rid of this car. So, yeah. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, I feel like I can't really rest until this is over with. Um, to where I feel like if we get who we get in the White House, we can this COVID can start going down and stuff can start opening back up. The economy gets back on track because right now, no one's safe. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, I, I feel that pain. Yeah. Yeah, I think now granted what whatever happens on election day, hopefully it is in our favor. Mm -hmm. I know the next day everything is not gonna go back to normal. Mm -hmm. You know, we still have to wait until inauguration day until we can fully exercise this demon from our office so yeah it's i i don't know what's going to happen leading up to in the day of election day i just have to hope and pray to the universe that people are tired of the bullshit and go with what they know is right we can hope we can hope I feel like, like I, I've said it before, I feel like that people are now realizing 
that this was a mistake. I can't, I can't even be in the mindset of, of anyone who can think this was, that he's doing great. I can't think, whiteness has to be a, a blinding, deafening effect because I can't imagine, even if I was a white person, uh-huh. to take my whiteness so much that I would have that representing me. Like, I'm like, that is what you, is that the best that you can do? This, we had one of the best black men, you know, a black person doing the job. And you're trying to say that the heart, the worst, the bottom of the barrel of your version is better than that? So, or hell, we had the most qualified white woman on earth. <laughs> to right. y'all chose that. So it makes me look at whiteness as like, y'all, white patriarchy, patriarchy is so big y'all would accept a damn Q-tip because it's white to do something. So I'm just like, please, y'all, wake up. Because you're not going to be able to stop y'all becoming minorities. You're not going to stop that. Right. So that's, you just give up that ghost. Um, but just do what's right. There is a, another white man you can vote for. Vote for him. At least you know you get your jobs back on track. At least you know your health care be taken care of. I just don't I just don't understand the mindset of a, of a white person voting for Trump. I can't I can't. If it was Mitt Romney, I will understand. I will I will understand. But even one of the Bushes, hell, John McCain, mm-hmm. I, I will understand if it was any of those. But well. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. It must be great to be white where you could just look at the worst of you and think that is competent. You're like, well, okay. I can go with that. Yeah, I'm like, and I get for millionaires, yeah, he can, he'll keep you with more money, but you have to look at yourself in the mirror on that. Before you but a lot of you motherfuckers ain't millionaires. True. But you poor whites? I don't understand. If whiteness is that prominent, you have to remember y'all not even at the table, though. Y'all can't, y'all out here with the niggas. They putting y'all out right. here to feel. Y'all ain't coming in. Y'all just y'all, use for a means to an end. Y'all with uh, uh, Lynn, Maya, and Tony <laughs> trying to get into the club where Maya had the hookup, <laughs> but you can't even get in because you would be an asshole. That's right. You can't get in. Light skin or not, you still can't get in. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just like, I need for them if I could talk to white folks, I'd be like, this is what I said. Y'all need to understand what your place really is, the role you really play. Y'all help them get what they want, but they don't really do anything for you. They never right. have. I don't even understand why y'all keep doing that. You know, the, the Dakotas, Kentucky, Tennessee, Mississippi's, you know, Hampton, all the Hampton. states that are uh, severely affected by COVID. Imagine yeah. that. But the, one of the things that did kind of warm my heart a little bit is that the white women's shift has changed. I think there was a new thing that showed more white women are now going towards Biden. And I'm like, okay, maybe. Maybe mm-hmm. y'all get it. It's still not huge numbers, but it's better than what um, it was in the past. But, you know, I'm like, but the fact that white women still supports Trump is interesting to me. Cause I'm like, this man would abuse you if he could and got and get away with it. But mm-hmm. white women know your worth. 
Come on, white women. You you need to know your worth. <laughs> and don't tell us that we need to march. Don't tell us that we need to, you know, get out and vote or whatnot. We gonna vote. Black folks are gonna vote. You need to get your brethren together and ask them why they're still supporting this person. Ask them why they didn't vote last time. Ask them why they voted third party as a fucking joke. Don't be coming to us because we ain't got the answer. And yeah, we're tired of giving away our we tired of giving our, our gravy away for free. Yeah, please do not do not go third party. I mean, there are some people running and I get emails from everybody. I'm like these hey, who's running though? What, Lieberman? No, it's some um, I don't know who this person is. He might be. You know, it's always a group of them that run and you don't know nothing about these people. I think the one of the people I get, he's a high school dropout. I'm like, well, bitch, that's already a no. Because I'm like, you dropped out of high school? No. We got to have some standards. <laughs> Something. Like, no. Hell, it's going to a point you can't work at uh, Walmart without a high school degree. So, no, I'm not going to sit here and, and go for you. And he has a black woman on his ticket. Like, she's a fool, too, to be running with this. Don't be like... um. You know the bar is already set against black women. You you should aim high. If you're mm-hmm. gonna do all this stuff, aim high. But no, no green parties. I love that. It, basically, Kanye is not even any on any worthy ballots. He was on Kentucky's. I know. <laughs> I was like, of course he was. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, he needs an app. Well, say anything else. That is pretty much it. You know, a lot of stuff's like going on. We do know. Um, oh well, I didn't. We didn't talk about this. It's not even worth really getting into. But you know, the but Warner Brothers about to spend seventy more million dollars on that goddamn Justice League movie. They might as well made a new movie. That's what I'm about to say. You know, y'all think of that money could have went towards saving um, DC, whatever that app y'all had for two seconds. Saving y'all channel. The DC Universe, yeah. <laughs> Could have put all that money in that, but y'all, and I, you know, I, I kind of get that y'all, that, you know, that's your, it's not even your, your, your livelihood. You have Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Shazam went well. Um, your anime, your animation stuff is doing well. Y'all can just rest on that and just, it, yeah, Justice League stuff. Um, Henry Cavill said, "I ain't coming back." He said, he "Oh, he did." Well, he said he's not gonna be. He's not doing the reshoots, and oh, okay. And then um, apparently, Gal Gadot don't want to shoot anything with um, um, Schneider. Well, I think I want to look that up, but people are saying that no, she don't want to really work with him. And I'm like, oh, well. She's working with Patty, and that's she's probably like, Look, we did what we did, and that's that <laughs> we don't need this nigga in this thing. So I'm like, She's just like, We're good over here. Now, I still feel bad for Ray because I feel like you know, he's he has to go where it goes. Um, right, I was happy to hear that what's his name backed him up, but that's not looking too hot either. So I'm just like, Whatever y'all do with the Snyder cut, it's gonna be on HBO Max and it's gonna probably get dragged. But Warner Brothers, well, y'all, they got some new people in there. So hopefully they'll be like, okay, let's look at what we got and focus on that. Wonder Woman right. doing great. Let's play on that. 
We can reintroduce Superman. Just give a good script. Henry will can still do it with his fat booty. He can still do it. <laughs> uh, all that stuff. You keep him out of a cape for the first 30 minutes and we will be there. Um, there's already another Batman and what you call it don't die. So, you know, if he takes care of himself, right. uh, then they'll get that. I mean, I, they don't have much to go. It's almost done, I guess. Um, but, you know, come on, y'all. And you, HBO Max has all the other uh, other shows. So we'll still see Titans and Doom Patrol and all that. But <sighs> I think y'all should let this go. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, that's it from us. Um, yeah, that's it for this week. Yeah, as always, you can follow us on Twitter. We're at Machine one You can like, rate, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Mechashin. Um, Our personal accounts, I'm at IamNikkiP09, Victor's at WonderMan5. Uh, our website is potoftheshing.com. Um, anything else? No, but look out. We'll probably have, um, we're going to have an episode at the end of season one of Lovecraft Country. We're going to talk about that. Um, and we'll probably end up talking a little bit about girlfriends. Girlfriends having a, a resurgence out there. That's, that's uh-huh. the thing we'll probably get into some of those very soon. Um, so I'm glad to see that. That means we could possibly get a Netflix movie or something. Something. Because I think that'd be great. Uh, but yeah, we got some stuff coming up. So be ready. Yep. And always be safe. Wear your mask. Practice social distancing. Uh, make sure you register to vote. Request your absentee ballot. Um, eat your vegetables. Drink water, mind your business. That's it.